1: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and his brothers, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. And from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them. Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Again, good morning. Thank you. And welcome. You know, wherever you are on the journey of life or faith, you're welcome here. You're really welcome, just as you are. We're in uh, week two of our message series. I'm fine, and neither are you, (laughs) which implies. We're not fine, are we? You know, when people ask us how you're doing, we say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Do that all the time. I'm fine. Maybe we don't want them to know our struggles or that we look weak. Or maybe we don't want to have intimacy with this person and share ourselves. It's okay, But if we never do that, if we never share our life, with another. Now Newman says, so much holiness is lost to the church because brothers and sisters refuse to share the content of their heart one with another. We miss out on the communal life. Sometimes we say, they say you're fine, and we say, yeah, I'm fine, because I don't want to know that I'm not fine. Not only do I not want others to know, sometimes I don't want to know myself. I don't want to look at that. I'm in denial. And sometimes we don't want God to know that we're not fine. We tend to hide our broken parts, even from God. You know, a lot of times we come to God when we look good. I can pray now and be here because I look good right now. I'm at church. I'm all scrubbed and clean, and I did everything okay today, and I got my ducks lined up. So I can pray now. in some kind of deep psychological and spiritual way, all of us in some way just push him away. Not here. You can come in the other parts, but don't come here, where I'm not fine. But here's the thing. That's the very place he wants to come. It's the very place he wants to be with us. Right there, right where we struggle letting him come. Friends, it's why he came. He came for that in us. We're not fine. And that's where he most loves us, right there. You know, the example is Peter in the boat. You know, he's out fishing and not catching anything. Jesus shows up, says, throw your net over. And they catch a huge amount of fish. They see a miracle. They weren't quite sure about this Jesus. They were attracted to him. He's a rabbi, a teacher. But now, wow, there's something else going on here. And Peter says to him, leave me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Leave me. You can't want to be around this. And Jesus responds with some of the most beautiful words in the Bible. Peter, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of who you are and how I love you and call you as you are, right where you are. Peter you got to get this. And when you do, you'll be fishing people. Friends, we got to get that. We're meant to get that. Years ago, uh, there was a very popular book called I'm OK, You're OK. Remember that? 70s, a lot of people bought it. Problem is, it's not true. I'm not okay. Not completely. And you're not okay as well. Sometimes people say, I'm not that good. Catholic Church would say, Yes, you are. And people would say, I'm not that bad. Catholic faith would say, Yes, you are. (laughs) Well, what is it? Yes, you are. You're both. It's what we carry. You're made in the image and likeness of God. You reflect something of the divine that no one else on this planet or in all of human history has reflected. You reflect that. Like when light hits a a crystal and it bounces off with colors. That's us. We reflect something beautiful of God. And all he wants us to do in our life is reflect it back. To be that image. At the same time, the image is broken. It's marred. It's distorted. It's both. There's a line that has helped me so much in life. It was uh, in a a friend's uh, in her office. There's a mirror above it. It was cracked. I looked at the mirror. I saw myself. But there was cracks in the image. I was distorted. And underneath it said, broken though I am, I am still a reflection of God who loves me. I'm still a reflection, broken though I am. It's both. We carry it. Modern morality today, I think some, I sum it up uh, It's just kind of like, it's cool. If you're into that, it's cool. You don't hurt anybody, it's cool. You like that? It's cool. It's all cool. Somehow, I don't think God sent his son to suffer and die because everything is cool. Today's gospel, we hear of the transfiguration. It's where Jesus is revealed in his divinity for the first time, really, in the scriptures and to his chosen disciples. They followed him. They thought there was something really special there. But it's a big leap to go from being human to being divine. And this transfiguration in light was the first taste of what they would know fully in his resurrection, that Jesus is human, but he's also divine. You see, if he's only divine, he doesn't touch us. If he's only human, he doesn't save us. In his humanity, he can touch us. Because he became fully human like you and me. All of it. So he gets it. He gets you. He gets me. He gets all of this. He gets the good parts and not good parts. He gets the whole and the broken. He gets you and me. The contradictions in our life. What we want to do and don't do and why we fail. What's been done to us. The damaged parts. He gets it and he loves it. That's what his humanity offers us, this union with him in our humanity. And because he's divine, he can redeem that humanity. All he wants to do is love us, especially in the broken parts. It's not for the healthy, I've come, but for the sick. Not the righteous, but for the sinner. It's why he came. Do not be afraid, Peter. Do not be afraid. It's why I'm here. And when we meet him, we meet our Savior, and we begin to become transformed. Our reflection brightens and clears, and all those things that burden us begin to be lifted. This Lent, and this Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, we discover that by his wounds we are healed. By his wounds, you and I are healed. Our wounds are healed. And I'll end with uh, something in the Bible that kind of transformed me in this. You've heard it. I think it's on Ash Wednesday. Your father sees what is in secret. Your father sees what is in secret. Your father who loves you, the perfect love of the father, sees what's in secret. We don't have to be
0: afraid. news with deacon john who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing by rating the site and please share our site with others in your circle